that it was time to get back out there with all you guys. There's been a lot that has happened in my life since the last show. I sold my house. I moved to a different city. I bought a house in Georgia, put my kids in it, uh, lost an ex-husband. There's just been a whole lot that has happened. But we are going to get this show back up and running because I have absolutely missed it. So I thought tonight that everything that we have going on in our lives and some of the people that we meet and some of the relationships that we're in, sometimes we wonder why people are the way they are. So with the background that I have and the side background that I garnered when I got my degree in criminal justice, we studied narcissistic people. And most of you know that I write true crime, and in writing true crime, I delve into the minds of the criminals, and they are fascinating, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you, the criminal minds are 
they're unexplainable. But people who are serial killers are the most fascinating because they have a narcissistic personality. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, they do live amongst us. Narcissistic people live amongst us every day. I was married to one at one time. And the sad part is we do not really understand they are narcissistic until it is too late. The hallmarks of a narcissistic personality are as varied as the day is long. They are grandiose. They have a lack of empathy for other people. You know, most of us have some form of empathy for others. If if we know someone is sick or someone has had a loss or someone has had a financial difficulty, most of us have empathy. And empathy means that we can feel for whatever it is they're going through. Narcissistic personalities have no empathy. They could care less. And they could care less because it's not about them. And if it's not about them, it's not in their wheelhouse. They have a constant need for admiration. They always have to have somebody telling them how wonderful they are because life is always about them. Now, ladies and gentlemen, most of us live in in the real world, and we know that life is not always about us. Narcissists, on the other hand, it is always about them. They are arrogant, they are self-centered, they're manipulative, and they're demanding. I know without a doubt that at least in your lifetime you have met at least one person that has these traits. Everything is about them. Every argument is about them. Every inch of their life is about them. Some of them have grandiose fantasies. They live in in, in a world that is not the real world. And many of them think they deserve special treatment because they are who they are. I don't get that. I really don't. But it's the world they live in. Some people say that this begins in early childhood. But let me tell you, I have known children who are narcissists. In fact, one of my granddaughters is a narcissist. It is always about her. And when we say no to her, then she becomes a victim. We don't love her. We don't care about her. We've mistreated her. Yeah, I get the whole gamut. And it is that narcissistic personality. They try to associate with other people that they believe are unique or gifted in some way, which enhances their own self-esteem. They want to take on that other person's demeanor to raise their self-esteem because narcissistic personalities really have low self-esteem and low self-worth for whatever reason. They don't think they're good enough. They don't think that they're bright enough. They don't think they are enough. So they try to pull on other people's gifts, talents, traits, and take on that demeanor to make themselves a better person. They have to have 
constant admiration and attention. And on the flip side of that, ladies and gentlemen, they absolutely will not tolerate criticism or defeat. Now, how do you deal with a narcissistic personality? Run, basically. Run as far and as fast as you can and get away from them. Because they will pull you down into their pit and keep you there. And anytime you have a confrontation with a narcissistic person, it's your fault. Everything is your fault. If you hadn't made them do this, if you hadn't made them say that, if you hadn't made them feel one way or the other, then their reaction would not be as it is. And they really believe that they're the victim. And with most narcissistic personalities, they are going to have the last word, and it doesn't matter what that word is. If it's good, bad, or indifferent, they're going to have that last word. I lived that life. I was married to a narcissistic personality, and it was always all about him. And he was always right. It was always my fault. It didn't matter what it was that set him off. It was always about him. That is a form of abuse, ladies and gentlemen. It's an emotional and mental abuse. And it is dangerous because narcissistic people can make someone believe anything. They have a grandiose sense of self-importance, even though in their deepest, darkest heart, they don't feel like they're important. They have preoccupation of fantasies, of unlimited success, power, brilliance, beauty, or even ideal love. They live in this world that they create, and it becomes their reality. It becomes their truth. And no matter what anybody says, does, or feels, if it doesn't line up with their truth, it's not right. They believe that they are special and they can only be understood or associate with special people. They have a sense of entitlement. And if you don't believe me, go back and think of some of the people that you have dealt with in your life and think about what they projected. Did they demand your friendship on a one-to-one -one basis with you having no other friends because they were entitled to that friendship? Did they demand a job because they were entitled to that job? Did they demand as a child that pocketbook or that pair of jeans because they were entitled to it? That is a sense of narcissism. They love to exploit others. Oh, that exploiting others is high on their list. If they can't get you in line with their reality, you become their enemy. They will exploit you all over the place. They will make up stuff in their head, and it becomes real. When that becomes real, then they go and tell everybody. They envy others. Because 
they don't have what that other person has, whether it's self-respect, whether it's success, whether it's love, a relationship, children, it doesn't matter what it is. They are very envious of it, and they want it because they're entitled. They can be arrogant. They can have haughty behavior or attitudes. But, honey, if you criticize a narcissistic person, you will be hit with a, a slab of anger that is out of this world. They just go off the rails for no reason. And because they're a victim, you have personally attacked them, and they're a victim. They have mood and anxiety disorders. Some even have substance abuse because they can't deal with that personality. So what are the different types of narcissism? There's this grandiose or overt And then there's a vulnerable or covert. The grandiose narcissism is marked by extroversism, self-confidence, attention-seeking, and aggression. Yes, they can and do get aggressive. Case in point, Gerard Schaefer, the very first true crime I wrote, he was a narcissistic sociopath. And he killed young girls between the ages of 13 and 22 who he felt were headed down the path of prostitution. He was doing that. He says he was doing them a favor. He was saving their lives. If he saw two girls walking down the street, and it was a cop. If he saw two girls walking down the street, he'd he'd stop asking where they were going or what they were doing. And then he would explain to them that it was dangerous out there, but he could save them. Then he would take them out and do what he did. And he really believed that he was saving them. Sick sociopath. The vulnerable narcissism is characterized by introvertism, high sensitivity, negative emotions, and a need for constant recognition and reassurance. If they are an overt narcissist, they constantly have to be told how great they are. And that is so sad. Because they are not comfortable with who they are. The causes of narcissistic personality disorder, they don't know what causes it. Medical field has no idea what causes it. But they seem to think that maybe biological and environmental factors play a role. Genetic roots of the disorder. Research think that early experiences such as parenting styles, social and cultural environments, influence the course of this disorder. In terms of parenting, focusing intensely on competition and success sometimes will breed this narcissistic personality. Has it increased? I would say, yeah. It's increased over time. And the reason that I personally think it has increased over time is because the younger generation, as we know it now, and as I watch it evolve, 
feel entitled. There are even some adults, that, young adults that I see, that they feel entitled. Can it be fixed? I don't think so. The medical field says it's not impossible, but I don't think it can be fixed. Because it is so ingrained in that person that if you take that personality type away from them, they have no nothing to fall back on. Can they be compassionate? Mm, maybe, maybe not. So how do you help a narcissistic person? First, you find him a good therapist. Then you let the therapist show him the steps to help find relief from stress, unhealthy coping mechanisms, coping skills, unpack childhood experiences, learn to empathize with themselves, learn to empathize with others, learn that it's not always about them. Does it work? I don't know. Because until they learn that uh, denying their mistakes and identifying destructive behaviors are not part of their wheelhouse, I doubt it. We're going to take a break and play Blurred Lines. We'll be right back. Everybody get up.
and we are back. Um, this is Yvonne Mason. I am with Off the Chain Radio, and we are discussing dealing with narcissistic people. How many of you have ever been in a relationship where the partner that you're in a relationship with does some of these things? Shun introspection. They lack empathy. They become hypersensitive to slights compulsively. They spoil another's good mood. They deny or hide mistakes. They blame others. They stonewall or withdraw when upset. They get enraged when criticized. They hold grudges. They pursue win-lose strategies. They have one-way relationships. Ladies and gentlemen, all these are classic examples of narcissistic behavior. And let me tell tell you what it does to you as a non-narcissistic person. You will be exhausted all the time. You'll be overwhelmed. You might even be confused. Because you never know what that narcissistic person is going to do. You will always be on eggshells. You will always be on alert. Because they are slowly but surely bankrupting your emotional and mental health. Narcissistic individuals do not bring anything to a relationship except withdrawal. They do not contribute anything positive to a relationship. They do not contribute anything anywhere near a healthy relationship. They don't know how. They don't care about feelings of others. They don't personalize others' actions. They don't celebrate others' good moods. And they don't seek to learn from their mistakes. They don't take responsibility for any of their actions. They don't even communicate when they're upset with someone. And they definitely do not accept constructive criticism. Because it's always all about them. They have insecurities. They stonewall. They seek to shine the spotlight away from their perceived flaws. Now, we're all flawed, ladies and gentlemen. There's not a one of us that is perfect. We all make mistakes. We all say and do things that we wish we could um, take back that we can't. We We screw up. But those of us who have a healthy balance in our lives and who are confident of who we are, where we're going, we admit our mistakes. We admit our flaws because in the end, we have to live with ourselves and we have to live in the real world. We enjoy relationships with other people that are healthy. We don't seek perfection. Because we understand we are not perfect. If something goes awry, we just move on with it. You've heard of bridezillas that think their weddings have to be perfect and then they get their knickers all in a twist when something goes slightly wrong. 
that that is not even healthy. That that is shadow of things to come. We don't need to get attention from others. We don't think we're superior. We don't think we have to have status, image, or always winning. Because we continually know that we are growing, we connect with others. There's equality, there's fairness, there's compassion, and there's authenticity. Narcissistic people hold values such as perfection, winning, superiority, and status, and the hope that doing so will bring them greater attention and approval. They always have to have that verbal approval, that constant attention. They they like to self-aggrandize as opposed to the more inclusive values as connecting, connection, compassion, and authenticity. Because they don't really like themselves. They have a completely distorted view of the world, of themselves, of a relationship. Because their world is perfect. In their reality, everything is perfect. They are perfect. Their world is perfect. And they never make mistakes. That is not a good mental health condition. No one should ever have an unreasonably high sense of their own importance. I was always told that pride went before the fall. And that's what happens with narcissistic people. Because they seek so much attention and have that need. It's not so much a desire as it's a need for people to admire them on a daily, hourly, minute basis that without it, they're at a total loss. Have a mask of extreme confidence, but they're really not sure of who they are or their worth. And God forbid that anybody criticize them, uh, disagree with them, say anything untoward to them, because that that just that is not in their wheelhouse. They just they don't get it. It's 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 never their fault. It's always if you didn't make me say, if you didn't make me do, if you didn't make me so mad. You did this, therefore I did that. That is a narcissistic personality. How do we fix it? I don't know. But I do know that after a time in a relationship, that relationship will never work. Because it takes too much energy for the non-narcissistic person to always be on alert, to always wonder what they're going to say or do to set the narcissistic personality off. They always have to be conscious of every thought, action, or deed. And that that's not a healthy relationship. 
And after a time, folks get to where they don't want to be around that person. I um, personally have blocked a few people on my social media because no matter what I said to this particular person, it didn't matter what I said, didn't matter how I responded, it didn't matter what evidence I had, this person always had to one-up. They always had to have the last word. It didn't matter what it was. They always had to have the last word. And when I would not engage with them, then they went out and said things to other people. I am not going to engage with a narcissistic personality. It is an exercise in futility because they will beat me to death with their experience every single time. Narcissistic people also have, they're critical. And they like to look down on people they feel that are not important. They expect special favors and expect other people to do what they want them to do without any question. They take advantage of others to get what they want. They insist on having the best of everything. No matter what it is, they have to have the best. And if they don't get all of this, they get impatient, they get angry, they feel slighted, they're victimized. It's all, it's all the other person's fault. It doesn't matter what it is. They'll react with rage, contempt, belittling other people to make themselves appear superior. They have difficulty managing their emotions and behavior. Yeah, that's a big one. They don't deal with stress and they don't adapt to change. They withdraw from and avoid situations in which they might fail. They feel depressed and moody because they fall short of perfection. They have all of these grandiose ideas of being perfect. And then when it doesn't work out that way, it sends them spiraling. Because then they have feelings they would never admit of insecurity, shame, humiliation, and of being exposed as a failure. We all fail, ladies and gentlemen. It's not, it doesn't matter how many times we fall down. What matters is how many times we get back up. So let's play one more song. Let's see what we can find in the vault here. And if you want to call in and tell a story. We're happy to listen because that's what we do here on Off the Chain.
And we are back. That was Dave Williamson called Thin Disguise. This is Yvonne Mason. This is Off the Chain. And tonight we are talking about dealing with narcissistic people. They do live among us. And they work with us. They live in our communities. And no matter what, they always blame others for their bad decisions. How many of you have known someone that their job or got fired? Let's say they got fired. And you've watched this person from day one not do the job they were supposed to do. And when they're called on it, it was always somebody else's fault. They didn't finish their day out because somebody else, somebody else did this, somebody else did that, somebody else didn't do this. They never accepted responsibility for their own actions. How many of you have been in a relationship that wound up being physically, mentally, and emotionally abused because it was always your fault. No matter what you did, day or night, it didn't matter. It was your fault. It was your fault they lost their job. It was your fault the car ran out of gas. It was your fault that dinner wasn't on the table at the right time. It was your fault that They couldn't sleep at night. It was your fault. Ladies and gentlemen, I am here to tell you when you are in a relationship with a person that is a narcissist, it is not your fault. When they blame you for something that happened 30 years ago and you weren't even there, that's not your fault. When you're in a relationship with a narcissist and you're being emotionally, mentally, and physically abused and you try to get out of that relationship, they will use that as a weapon because that means that they no longer have control over you. And as long as they have that control over another human being, it enhances their ego. It enhances their ability to believe that they're important. It is not your fault. It is not your fault that they do not accept responsibility for their actions. It is not your fault that they didn't put gas in the car and then blamed you for it. They drove it last. It is not your fault that they drank the last glass of tea in the refrigerator or the last Coke in the refrigerator and there wasn't any. It's not your fault. But they will never accept responsibility for their actions because that means that they are imperfect. Their idea of of being perfect is the only thing that they can live for because they truly do not understand that none of us are perfect. They have to have that feeling of self-importance, of being perfect, of getting this admiration and attention to cover up their inability of not understanding why they do that. And that is low self-esteem, low self-confidence, the feeling of not being worthy. And no matter how long you stay in a relationship with a narcissist, they will never change. 
and you can't change them. This is this is this what is what took me a long time to learn. You can never change a narcissist. And no matter how long you stay in that relationship with that narcissist, you can't you've got to stop saying, Well, if I do this then they will do that. No, they won't. Because they are they become the puppet master and you are the puppet. You dance to their tune. You do whatever it takes to keep this relationship in flux. And in the meantime, you are drowning. You are losing your self-worth. You are losing your self-esteem. You are losing your ability to be a well-balanced person because they are sucking the life out of you. I call them succubuses because that's what a succubus does. They, they completely drain the life out of another individual because they they want to take that life and make it their own because it makes them feel better about themselves. So any of you that are living in an abusive relationship, it's time to find a way out. They will threaten, they will cajole, they will beg, they will plead, they will do manipulation, they will do emotional blackmail, they will do every manner of tricks that they can pull out of their hats to get you to stay because they use you to fulfill their world. And ladies and gentlemen, life is way too short to live that way. So if you are in a relationship and that relationship has become abusive. And it does, I'm not just talking about physical abuse. There's mental and emotional abuse that you will ha- never get over. I used to say that I get over the broken bones and the bruises and the black eyes. But for years, I lived with emotional, I became an emotional cripple because of that abuse. I had to relearn that I'm worthy that I'm enough and I'm okay the way that I am, that it's not my fault that another human being lived in a different world and it wasn't a real world. So understand this, narcissistic people you cannot change. They have no empathy. They're never wrong. In an argument, they're always going to have the last word, and they're always going to be the victim. They will turn an argument around to where it is always your fault. Then you find yourself saying, well, maybe I should have, would have, could have. No. Until that person learns to take responsibility for their own actions, their own words, their own thoughts, and their own deeds, they will never change. And I'm speaking from experience. I have seen it happen time and time and time again. And I have studied criminals for the last 20 years. And when you study the criminal mind, that is exactly the way most of them think, especially serial killers. It's never their fault. 
if so-and-so hadn't been dressed such and such a way, if so-and-so hadn't been walking such and such a way, if so-and-so hadn't smiled at me in such and such a way, I know she wanted it because she let me know she wanted it. No. That is that is the world they live in. So call in, 319-527-6088. Let me hear your thoughts on this. While I find... Another song for us to play one last time.
And we are back. This is Yvonne Mason with Off the Chain. This is our first podcast after a long hiatus. Tonight we have been talking about dealing with narcissistic people. And a recap of everything we have talked about. Narcissistic people never think anything is their fault. They have a false sense of self-importance. They do not like criticism, do not take criticism. They have to have the last word in any argument, discussion, or dissertation. And if someone was, if, if you're in a relationship and, and you're having an argument with a narcissistic personality and you no longer wish to engage with them and you shut up, they will literally follow you around the room and keep talking. They will try everything they can to bait you to get you started again so they once again can play the victim. Being in a narcissistic relationship, ladies and gentlemen, is destructive. What they do is they completely pull your sense of self-worth, your sense of self-esteem, your sense of being enough. They pull it all out of you until you are bankrupt, emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually. There's nothing left. Your shell. Many times people do not get that back. Because there's nothing left. In any relationship, there always has to be a deposit made on both sides in that relationship. Because if there is not enough of a deposit made in that relationship on both sides, pretty soon one person will be bankrupt and overdrawn. When you're overdrawn and bankrupt, there's nothing left. Do not allow a narcissistic person, whether it's in a marriage, boyfriend or girlfriend, best friends, never allow that person to bankrupt you and overdraw your emotions, your friendship, your love, because it is very, very hard to get it back. We have reached the end of this episode. Next Thursday, we will be back. I may have a guest. I'm going to work on starting getting guests back on this show. I have interviewed musicians and authors and politicians. You name it, I've interviewed them. Some of our discussions have been heated. Most have been fun. But at the end of the end of the day, we have all parted as friends. I have a good friend in Canada. He and I go toe-to-toe all the time when I had my show. But at the end of the day, we were still friends. So understand that a narcissistic person does not do that. Think of yourselves, ladies and gentlemen. Life is way too short. So with that, I will sign off for tonight. This is Yvonne Mason with Off the Chain, and we will be here again next Thursday night at 8 o'clock. Thank you for listening. Tune in soon. Good night.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes 
only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.